This episode is supported by Active Skin Repair. Active Skin Repair is a skin health company helping people heal with natural, non-toxic, medical-grade ingredients. I just randomly... Vinny was having a toe skin irritation issue and he ended up having this like skin that was really irritating him and it was getting kind of like icky and you know like when kids start to get like little scabs and scratches and then they want to pick at it and it was getting worse and so active skin repair showed up on my doorstep as a result of the sponsorship and I got to put it to use immediately and I got the ointment formula or the like ointment formulation and then also the spray and the spray was perfect so Vinny does not like ointmenty creamy lotiony things on his body but I was able to get out the spray literally took it out of the packaging the day it arrived put it on his toe before he went to bed and the next morning he was like mom my toe's all better it was literally like this super amazing cure that helped his toes so quickly so you can use active skin repair on a wide range of skin issues including cuts scrapes burns sunburns rashes other types of skin damage it's totally safe non-toxic suitable on all types of skin even parts of the body where you might have rosacea or eczema or have acne prone skin this is also safe for the young members of your family up to the oldest. So now you have one simple solution for your family's skin health needs. With over 500,000 happy customers and thousands of five-star reviews and super safe and clean ingredients, active skin repair is something that you want to have on hand for your family. So to get your own active skin repair, go to activeskinrepair.com to learn more about active skin repair and get 20% off your order when you use the code shameless. That's activeskinrepair.com. Use the code shameless for 20% off your order. Activeskinrepair.com, code shameless. This is the Shameless Mom Academy episode 494. Show notes for this episode, including any links mentioned in the episode can be found by going to shamelessmom.com and clicking on episode 494. Welcome to the Shameless Mom Academy. I'm your host, Sarah Dean. I'm here to give you and other passionate, driven, unapologetic moms tools, resources, and a little bit of humor to help you lead more positive, powerful, and purposeful lives every damn day. One of the best things about the Shameless Mom Academy is our community. So be sure to join us in our free private Facebook group to connect with other shameless moms just like you. You can find us over at shamelessmom.com forward slash Facebook. All right, let's dive into today's episode. Hello, shameless moms. Happy Monday. I'm so happy to be here with you today because I'm always happy to be here with you. But today's a little bit extra special for a few reasons. So first of all, the Shameless Mom Academy recently hit 3 million downloads. Holy cow. 3 million times I have had the honor to be in someone's ear and to be in your ear. So I just can't thank you enough for trusting me and for showing up and for listening and for sharing the show with other moms. Little shows like this, little independent shows like this that aren't like, you know, brought to you by NPR or brought to you by Spotify or things like that. Like it is a whole heck of a lot of hustle and love that goes into building a show to this level. And so I just want you to know how deeply I appreciate you because I didn't do this alone. I did it because you kept showing up. You gave me feedback. You let me know what you love. You let me know some of the times I've messed up too, which I totally appreciate. And you also share the show with other moms and you let other moms know how the show can positively impact their lives. This means everything to me. So thank you. Thank you. I don't take it lightly. I know there are literally 
a million podcasts out there that you could invest your time into. And the fact that I get to be in your ear on a regular basis means everything to me. I don't take that lightly. I take it really, really seriously. And I really do feel like it's a two-way relationship, which might seem a little funny to you, but I really feel like because I'm in conversation with so many of you on social media, in my inbox, in my programs, through my reviews of this show on Apple Podcasts and other places, I do feel like I am in conversation with enough of you to really feel like this is a two-way relationship and I couldn't do it alone. I could not do almost 500 episodes, almost five years and get to 3 million downloads if I just sat, felt like I was sitting in my office by myself recording all this. So for me, this is definitely a two-way relationship. And so many of you come to me and you say, oh my gosh, I feel like we're best friends. And let me tell you, I feel the same. <laughs> I totally feel the same. So thank you for that. Second fun and exciting thing is that this week we are doing our Abundance and Gratitude Challenge. This is a totally free five-day challenge. If you are listening to this episode anytime between November 16th and November 20th of 2020, you can join this challenge. And you can join it an hour late, a day late, two days late. It doesn't matter. Go to shamelessmom.com slash gratitude to get into the challenge. And then from there, you'll have access to the daily emails I'm sending out and to our Facebook lives that we're doing as part of the challenge. The whole purpose of this is to lift you up and light you up and help you feel like you have some hope and power in your life when the rest of the world is a kind of a hard, nasty place right now, right? So things are hard. Yes, things are going to continue to be hard, obviously. And also, that doesn't mean that you can't make time, take time, create time for magic every single day and to find your power and to find your voice and to find your hope and to connect with other people who are going to make you feel like a total freaking rock star for a few minutes a day. And that is what's going to happen as part of this challenge. So if you need some optimism and a bright light in your life right now, and I mean, who doesn't, go to shamelessmom.com gratitude and you can join us in the challenge right now. And then last thing before we dive in is I have a review to share. I have a shameless mom of the week and I haven't done this in a while. I'm so excited to do this really special shameless mom of the week. So I went to iTunes to look at my reviews and I was so excited to see this shameless mom because she's really special to me because she came to me via my former gym. And every once in a while, this happens where I get a message or a review or something where someone's like, hey, I knew Sarah from way back in the day. And I wanted to share how I ended up here in the Shameless Mom Academy with her. And so I think this will be fun for all of you. But this is special for me because it's like blast from the past, someone who has been near and dear. And it's so fun to see her in a new space. So this comes from Ashley Heath. Hi, Ashley. Shout out to my sync fitness people from way back when. So Ashley was a client of mine, a member of mine when I owned my gym in Seattle. And she has since gone on to get married and have a baby and become a shameless mom. And so it was really, really exciting for me to open up my reviews and see this five-star review from Ashley. So let's hear what she has to say. She says, from sync fitness to mommyhood, I first met Sarah several years ago when she owned her gym and was routinely taking her boot camp classes. After moving to North Seattle, I wasn't able to continue with the classes and lost touch. Fast forward eight years, a husband and a baby later, and I reconnected with Sarah on a completely different level, motherhood. I'm a first-time mom with a four-month-old daughter and have been struggling so hard with finding myself and not knowing who I am anymore. Sarah, her podcast, and the resources she provides could not have come at a more pivotal moment in my life. 
I relate to so many of the topics and look forward each day to carving out time to listen to an episode. I'm starting to see my old new self and could not be more grateful. Thank you, Sarah. Oh, Ashley, you know what's so funny about this review? It's not a funny review. It's very touching, and I so appreciate it, and I'm so grateful. But the funny piece is, I think this is such an interesting connection that when you were a member of Sync Fitness, Ashley, I believe is right around the time that I had Vinny. And I was feeling all the things that you're feeling right now. And so I've been there, sister. I totally know what you're talking about. So I'm so glad you found the show because I created the show for you, for moms just like you, who I was one of at one point, and to give you this little moment to take to yourself to figure out who you are and where you're going with this new identity around motherhood that can be so all-consuming and very confusing and disorienting. So I'm here. I have your back. I'm so happy that you're here with us. And this is an amazing place to be as a new mom. So welcome, welcome into the community. You are one of us, and we're here. We have your back, and I'm so delighted to have this place to reconnect with you. All right, and now our content today, I'm really excited to talk about what we're going to dive into today because I find myself saying this all the time, and I finally was like, I guess I should just do an episode about this, (laughs) and then I thought this could be like a three-day long episode because there's so many things I have to say about this, and you all know I love to talk, but I will spare you. I will spare you. We'll try to keep it to 30 minutes. And instead, I'm going to pick three things to talk about around this, which is hard. It's hard for me to limit it to three, but I think that this will be really helpful. I'm picking three pieces around this that are all really different, but I think will give you some great perspective. So we're going to talk about today this idea that you get to choose. And I share this a lot. I feel like so many of the times I go to post on Instagram, I want that to be like the very first sentence of what I'm going to share, the very first sentence of any caption I'm going to post, you get to choose. And I think that maybe it's because of the hard times we're living in right now that are hard on so many different levels and layers. I just see that we constantly have this opportunity to choose how we're going to show up, how we're going to be in integrity, how we're going to navigate this world, how we're going to make hard choices, how we're going to keep waking up and getting out of bed and keep going when things are challenging and scary and overwhelming and with no end in sight in terms of how this world and how the U.S., if you're in the U.S., is going to become more stable. So here's three different ways that you get to choose. I'm going to walk through three different ways. So I believe that you get to choose every single day. You get to choose how you show up. You get to choose what values you decide to lead with. You get to choose how you want to respond to people. You get to choose if you don't want to respond to people. You get to choose your perspective around an issue. You get to choose your perspective around your own stories and your own lived experiences. You always get to choose. And I think sometimes we forget that. And sometimes we let other people's situations, other people's opinions, other people's information dictate our choices instead of listening inward and deciding what's best for us and deciding how we want to show up, how we want to shine, how we want to lead or how we want to lay down and take a nap sometimes, right? So you always get to choose. So I'm going to talk about three different talking points around this. The first one's going to be about social media. I'm going to give you a preview. So first one's about social media. Second one is going to be about your professional journey. And the third one is going to be about your life and your life story. So these are all really different areas that you get to choose in, but they're three things that have been 
big on my mind and heavy on my mind, as you'll hear me talk through because of some of my own personal experiences of things that are happening in my life and things that are happening to people and with people who are really close to me right now. So first things first, you get to choose how you use social media and how you engage on social media. And so right now, social media can be a real hard, ugly, nasty place. And I shared on my personal page that I find myself, in fact, I should read you, I'm going to read you the exact post because I think this will be helpful to you and this helps with my example. So I shared last week on my personal page, I said, I'm rather amused, if not wildly entertained, by people I have blocked on Facebook or Instagram going out of their way to find me in other spheres of the universe to tell me they hate me. And then under that, in the comments, I said, as I've said before, it's okay to kick people out of your living room. It is your living room and you get to decide who gets to pull up a chair and stay for drinks. So I want to explain all of that. So right now, I am... There's like my level of tolerance for other people's intolerance as it relates to bigotry and racism and homophobia and all sorts of anything along those lines, women's rights. My tolerance is like zero. And so when I put up a celebratory post last week about the election, someone put something negative and I was like, I don't have to. Like, this is my personal Facebook page. I don't have to listen to your opinion. You don't get to come in here and like yell in the middle of my living room about how much you hate Kamala. And here's some articles to back up your opinion. No, this is my living room. This is my personal Facebook page. I've invited you in here and I've decided that you're no longer welcome to stay. So without commenting back or without anything, I deleted her comment because I was like, I just don't have time for it. Like this, something really great happened in my life, (laughs) in my opinion, and I have a right to share that. And I'm not here for you to come have any discussion about it. So different discussion, probably if I was sharing this on my business page, if this was a conversation I was having among clients and among my community, but on my personal page, nope. uh -uh. So then she went and found me somewhere else in another place in the universe and (laughs) sent me a message about how she was so disgusted that I would delete her comment and block her and that she was no longer going to listen to the podcast anymore. (laughs) And I think this was supposed to be a punishment to me. I'm not sure. So anyways, I was just laughing because here's the thing. This is not the first time this has happened to me. This has happened to me multiple times. I actually recently, my favorite was I go on LinkedIn about once every five years. I have like a super old account. I never look at it. I know probably many people would say I could be doing way better on LinkedIn and probably use it for business, but I'm just not there. This episode is supported by AquaTrue. Having clean, safe water is the last thing you want to worry about. But unfortunately, according to extensive research by the Environmental Working Group, three out of four, yes, three out of four homes in America have harmful contaminants in their tap water. So that's why you got to check out AquaTrue. AquaTrue purifiers have a four-stage reverse osmosis purification process. And their countertop purifiers, which is what we have, take no installation or plumbing, and they remove 15 times more contaminants than ordinary pitcher filters and they're specifically designed to combat 
chemicals like PFAS, which can lead to potentially adverse health effects like cancer, endocrine system disruption, and liver toxicity, which is part of what makes AquaTrue so special, unique, and important in terms of how they are able to filter water. They also have water purifiers to fit every type of home. So like the installation-free countertop purifier that we have at our house to higher capacity under sink options. They even have Wi-Fi connected purifiers and mineral boost options. So I'm so excited about our new AquaTrue. And here's the thing. I swear it's like a gentle reminder to actually drink more water every time you walk into your kitchen. So we are drinking more water now and also more clean water. So more water that is more clean. It feels like a double win. I'm feeling pretty impressed with us. I feel like sink water, tap water becomes invisible at a certain point. And when I see the purifier on my counter, it's like many time a day reminder to like, keep drinking, keep drinking. So I want you to check out AquaTrue for yourself and for your family. AquaTrue comes with a 30 day money back guarantee and that makes it a great gift as well. Today, my listeners can receive 20% off any AquaTrue purifier when you go to AquaTrue.com. That's A-Q-U-A-T-R-U.com and enter the code SHAMELESS at checkout. That's 20% off any AquaTrue purifier when you go to AquaTrue.com and use the code SHAMELESS, S-H-A-M-E-L-E-S-S, AquaTrue.com code SHAMELESS. This episode is supported by a podcast I want to share with you called Understood Explains. So this show is about navigating ADHD, dyslexia, and other learning and thinking differences, which can be so confusing. And so every uh, season of the show is around a different theme. So there's a season on special education, there's a season on ADHD diagnosis for adults, and the current season is all about IEPs. I love this podcast because the episodes are 10 to 15 minutes long. So if you are short on time or short on focus, you can take this content in super quickly, easily. It's very digestible. And the show is hosted by teacher and special education expert, Juliana Utube. So Juliana talks all about how to navigate educational plans, IEPs. She talks about the differences between IEPs and 504 plans. She really breaks things down in a really clear and simple way so that you have some of those questions that you might be thinking around, like, does this pertain to my child? Is this something I need to be looking into? Like, where do we go from here? Where do I go if I have questions? Juliana has you covered. She explains so many different things and so many different little pieces and nuance of IEPs and special education and different things on Understood Explains. So I want you to go check it out wherever you're listening to this podcast. You can go listen to Understood Explains. Just go into your podcast app, do a search for Understood Explains, and it will pop right up. Click on it, pick your episode, and get the answers that you've been looking for and the support that you need around different learning differences and differences in school. So I got on LinkedIn recently for I don't even remember why. And I have like this whole inbox full of tons of messages. And I found a message from three years ago as I was scrolling looking for something from three years ago. Someone who I blocked on Instagram found me on LinkedIn and was like, I can't believe you blocked me on Instagram. So I came and found you here to like tell you how awful you are and what a horrible example you are to all women. (laughs) And I was dying that I didn't see the message for three years because I mean, who goes that far out of their way (laughs) to tell you that you're an awful person? So here's the thing about all of this. You get to choose, right? I get to choose how I show up on social media. I get to choose who I invite into my living room. And I get to choose the kinds of conversations that I am going to allow to happen in my space. That's my choice. And you might agree with how I decide that on my decisions. And you might disagree with my decisions. And that's totally fine. You don't have to agree or or you don't have to agree with me. And you don't have to think I'm doing it right or wrong or whatever. I've decided that I will have uncomfortable conversations in certain places and spaces when I think that they can be productive and when I think that there is an opportunity for education and an opportunity for 
there to be a conversation that can be a good model for the greater good. But if you're just going to come scream your rhetoric in my living room where there's no chance of having a productive conversation, then absolutely not. I'm not here for it. I'm not going to expose myself to that. I'm not going to waste my energy. I'm also, I'm not going to expose other people who are in my living room to your BS. I just don't have to do that. And so I'm not going to. So that's where I stand on that. And I want to invite you to do the same. I want you to invite you to gain some clarity around how do you want to use social media and how do you want to engage? And maybe that means for right now, you are muting people and unfollowing people and unfriending people because for your mental health, that's the right choice right now. And maybe in two weeks or two months, you'll feel differently and your perspective will shift and you might have some space and energy to let some more things in and maybe not. And you can renegotiate that or reevaluate that at that time. But you are allowed to have boundaries right now, no matter what anyone else's opinions of your boundaries are. So I have been unfollowing, unfriending, unsubscribing to tons of things right now, because here's the thing. My energy is a finite resource and only certain people deserve the best of me. And that is my family. And that is all of you. It is showing up for this community. And it is showing up for the women who are here to put in the work and who are here to work for the greater good and who are here to protect the livelihoods of especially of women who are marginalized. That's who I'm here for. And I'm not going to waste my time and my energy on anyone else right now. And that includes hater random haters on the internet. And that includes members of my own immediate family. So there's a whole spectrum of people who just are not invited into my living room right now. They're not invited to pull up a chair and they're definitely not invited to stay for drinks. And that boundary is okay. And I want you to feel like you can set that boundary too. So that's number one. You get to choose how you use social media and how you engage on social media. Number two, you get to choose where you're going professionally and what you want to take with you. So this has come up in multiple conversations with personal close friends of mine and with women in my community recently. And I think it's such an important and valuable conversation. So how this has come up is that I know a number of women going through professional transitions right now. And it's interesting because it seems to be like the theme is it's people who've been with the same company for a long time. And they for either because of a situation within the company or because of their own just dis- personal dissatisfaction or boredom, they're ready to move on. They're ready to make this transition. But a transition is hard and scary, especially if you've been in one place that's been comfortable for a long time. And so sometimes we're in these places that are comfortable and we can recognize like, well, this isn't really challenging me. It's not lighting me up. It's not like the be all end all. But it's maybe better than the alternative of like having to go be brave and courageous and find something better. And we all have times in our lives where we settle for that is the option where we're like, I'm just going to stay here for a minute. It's stable. It's secure. It's fine. I'll make another choice later. Well, it's interesting. I now have multiple people in my personal and professional spheres who are looking to make next steps. And they're like, I've sat here for a long time. Like I've been in this place where I'm not really lit up. I'm not really fired up. I don't have any opportunities for growth. And I'm in this position of needing to move on and needing to make some big decisions. And that's big and hard and scary. So I want you to think about how do you want to show up professionally? Where do you want to go? And what do you want to take with you? And so when you're looking at moving on professionally, when you're looking at making a big professional transition, look at what do you want to take and what do you want to leave behind? Sometimes I think we make a mistake when we think we need to bring everything with us. And so what I mean by that, and I'm going to use a specific example, I had a client about a year ago, a year, maybe 18 months ago, 
maybe two years ago. I don't know. Time is so weird. But anyways, I had a client a while ago who was changing jobs and she knew from her current job, she's like, here's the list of things that I'm willing to do in my next position. And here's the list of things that I'm qualified to do, but I'm no longer willing to do. And she went into the new company and she's like, here's the deal. Here's what I'm really good at. Here's where I shine. Here's where I want to grow. Here's some other things that I can do on a limited basis if you need me to, but this cannot be the bulk of my job description, even though I do have those as qualifications. And she was able to negotiate to work in her zone of genius. That means, and this, if you're not familiar with zone of genius, this is a concept by Gay Hendricks in the book, The Big Leap, which is phenomenal. So if you're looking at some sort of professional transition right now, I would for sure go get that book, The Big Leap by Gay Hendricks. So when you are looking at making a transition, looking at how can you be conscientious and take your talents and your skills and your gifts that allow you to spend more time in your zone of genius versus your zone of excellence or competence. There's a whole bunch of things that I could show up and do every single day that could be supportive to an organization or a company or a community, but they're not the best use of my time and my energy because they're not where I shine. So like, yes, I could go and write all the emails or go and do all the spreadsheets, but if I had the opportunity to speak and to lead and to be on video and to do a podcast or like to be teaching or coaching, like any of the things you all see me do all the time, that's my zone of genius. Yes, I'm qualified to do a whole bunch of other things, but that doesn't make them the best use of my time. And it doesn't allow me to be the biggest asset to a company if I am using energy on the things that are just in my zone of competence or excellence because I've been doing them forever, right? So really get clear, if you are approaching a professional transition, get clear about, well, these are the things I just happen to have done over the last 5, 10, 15 years. And these are the things that where I really shine. This is where I want to go. This is what I want to take with me. And maybe when you write your resume and you're in interviews, you only choose select pieces of your qualifications to share because that's what you're there for. You're there to get hired in that capacity. You're not there to do the thing that bores you to tears, even though you could. I think sometimes, especially as pleasers and givers, we think, well, but I have to tell them the list has to be really long that I'm good at so many things. And I have to like, if they want me to do this, that or the other thing, even though I don't love it, I should do it anyways, just so that I look like I'm being like adaptable and amenable. No, 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 no. Go in and let them know where you shine. Let them know where you're at your best and how you can be the biggest asset to the organization. That is a gift to be able to give them that, right? And then if you learn that they have some other needs that are in your wheelhouse that you haven't previously shared, you could like mention, oh, well, if you need a little bit of support, like I could probably give 5% of my time to that. But don't go in and broadcast that you're really good at like Excel spreadsheets if the last thing you wanna do with your time is Excel spreadsheets, right? So really think about, if you are about to make a professional transition, you get to choose. You get to choose where are you going to go and what are you going to take with you. If you're a parent, I invite you to join us at the Mindful Mama podcast, where it's all about becoming a less irritable, more joyful parent. With sometimes hilarious and always thought-provoking experts and friends, at Mindful Mama, we know that you cannot give what you do not have. And when you have calm and peace within, then you can give it to your children. I'm Hunter Clark Fields, and I can't wait to see you there. Listen in to the Mindful Mama podcast. I'm Margaret. And I'm Amy. And together we host the podcast, What Fresh Hell? Laughing in the Face of Motherhood. Margaret, I would say you're sort of a where are my keys kind of mom. Correct. Sometimes a where are my kids kind of mom. <laughs> well, you're Amy more of a we were supposed to leave 35 seconds ago, mom. 
I mean, touche. In each episode of What Fresh Hell, we come at a topic from our usually completely opposite perspectives. I bring the research. And I bring kind of the gimlet eye. Like, is that research really going to work, people? And almost 10 million downloads later, we're still laughing. We also talk to experts in the parenting field, plus parents with stories we can all learn from. We make each other laugh, we challenge each other's assumptions, and we have what we think is the best parenting community on the internet. Check out What Fresh Hell? Laughing in the Face of Motherhood wherever you listen to podcasts. And I would say that also if you're making a transition into starting your own business. So I have a lot of new coaching clients in Tenacious Mamas and my business and leadership mastermind. And we're doing the same thing right now. We're looking at, okay, where are we going? And where do we want to shine? How are we going to show up? How can we be visionaries? And how can we execute in ways that speak to our gifts and our talents? We don't show up and do everything in our businesses just because we're capable. We outsource. That's part of being a leader. Part of being a leader, whether you're a leader in an organization, a leader of your own business, a leader just of your life, is having discernment around where do I need to be doing the work? Where am I in shining in my gifts? And where do I need to be outsourcing to other people? Where do I need to give that to someone else who can shine in that role, right? So where can we be doing that? Where can we be leading in that way that we give other people the opportunity to shine by passing on the things that are not going to let us shine, that are not the things that we need to be doing to be in our zone of genius at this point in our lives, okay? So that's example number two, looking at how you're going to choose. You get to choose where you're going professionally and what you want to take with you. You don't need to take it all, okay? And then example number three is you get to choose how you see your life and your life story. And this is a really big one because it's easy to look at our lives and to look at the hard things in our lives. I don't want to say it's easy, but sometimes our default is to look at our lives and circumstances in our lives and hard things in our lives and to own how hard they were and to sit in the pain. And there's absolutely a time and a place to do that. That pain does need to be processed. That pain does need to be addressed. That is not something we want to bypass at all. And you get to choose how you write the story moving forward. So something I've been doing recently is doing a lot of writing around my relationship with my dad because I'm in the process of writing out that story so that I can see it better. Writing it out in different pieces of it so that I can better see how I'm going to choose to show up in that story, how I'm going to choose to let that story impact my life. So you get to choose how you see your life and how you see your stories. And you get to choose how you have power around that, right? My dad and I lived the same situation, but our stories around it are going to be completely different. And I can tell you, I've heard some of the stories around it. He told my sister, they're very interesting and not at all my experiences. So it's really, really important that we decide how we're going to see our life and how we're going to see our stories and that we get to choose that independently of how anyone else involved chooses to see it. So an example, choosing how to see your life and how to see your story that's really close to me is my uncle passed away recently. So my uncle passed away and my aunt was obviously deeply, deeply saddened. She lost her partner of over 50 years. They'd been together forever. And here's the thing. She was so incredibly grateful that he died free of pain because for around two decades, my uncle had been really, really worried about dying a long, slow and painful death because he had a chronic medical condition. And he always worried that that would be the thing that would take his life and that it would take his life over a really long span of time that would put him in pain and that would put him 
in these awful circumstances to have to die this in this really long, drawn out, painful way. He had a lot of fear around that. So when he was diagnosed in August with cancer and died fairly quickly after that in October, my aunt was actually really relieved because he died pain-free. She was relieved that he, and so grateful that he never had to go through this long bout of suffering that he had been so fearful of. And I thought this was so fascinating and such a huge, huge lesson as I watched my family grieve this loss. I thought it was so interesting and also not surprising, given my aunt's personality, not surprising at all that she could just sit in that and yes, be extremely sad and grief stricken and also be so incredibly grateful. She was choosing how to see the end of that in-person partnership with her husband of so long. She was able to be grateful that he didn't have to suffer, even though it meant him leaving her physically earlier than she had hoped and expected. And I think that's such a beautiful example of choosing how to see a situation. I also think in the same example that my aunt and uncle ended up having their retirement years really look differently than they originally thought they would because of my uncle's health. There was a lot of things they couldn't do. And so they, I think, originally thought that they would do a lot of traveling and see the world and do a whole lot of things that they really ended up not being able to do because of my uncle's physical limitations over the last 20 years. And what was interesting to me around this, and I've seen multiple couples go through this in retirement and miss out on what they really hoped their retirement would be. And I don't think everyone is able to have this positive perspective. But when I look at the way my aunt and my uncle talked about their retirement, they didn't see it as lacking. In fact, they see it and saw it as so full and abundant. So my uncle wrote his own obituary before he died. And you know that we're related now, right? (laughs) Because this is so something I would do. He wrote it. I don't know how close to his death he wrote it. I think it was probably within a month or so. And it's the best obituary I've ever read in my life. So my grandma was a great writer. And my uncle is a great writer. And when I read this obituary, and I think about my own love of writing, even though I don't have a ton of space or bandwidth for it right now, but I am pushing myself to do it more. I think of like, oh, this is, it's in my genes. And so I was laughing when my mom was like, well, Uncle Kevin wrote his own obituary and I'm gonna send you a copy. I was like, of course he did. And that is totally something I would do. (laughs) But I don't think that's normal, right? So in his obituary that he wrote himself, all he could focus on was the joy and the gifts he had experienced throughout his life and especially in retirement. And here's the thing, he didn't get to do all the traveling, but the other side of that was that he got to be local and close to some members of his immediate family, which meant that he got to see two of his grandkids. I think he saw like every single event of their life. Him and my aunt got to see like every event of their lives because they lived really close to each other. And so he got to be at all the games and all the practices and all the plays and all of the events. That was the trade-off for not being able to travel because of his health. And what a gift. And that's all he could see was a life of abundance. He did not see a life of lack. And I think that's such a great example of choosing. You get to choose how you see your life and how you see your life story. And I, the older I get, and next week I turn 45, actually this week on Saturday, on Saturday, November 21st, I turn 45, which PS, by the way, for like six months of this year, I thought I was turning 44. COVID gave me the gift of an extra year. Thank you so much, 2020. So 
as I get older, I just see the gift in being able to embrace this kind of perspective and embrace being able to choose how I want to see a situation and how I want to see a story. And it's actually been really helpful in rectifying some of the situations and things in my life that maybe I would have thought were really difficult, or I might have had a sense of lack around it. So back to the example of my lack of relationship with my dad, there's actually been some space for some other really special positive things in the absence of that relationship. And that's a gift. It's okay to acknowledge those gifts that come out of those hard, painful places, right? So those are three areas where you get to choose. Those are three really different and disconnected (laughs) areas. But I think that the underlying message here is that you always have the power to choose. And so what choice are you going to make that works for you right now that is in alignment with your core values that allows you to show up as the person that you want to show up or that allows you to show up as the person that you need to be right now and that honors who you are and where you're going? So as a recap, you get to choose how you use social media and how you engage on social media. You get to choose where you're going professionally and what you want to take with you. And you get to choose how you see your life and how you write your life story, and especially those endings. So I hope this was helpful. If you want to share this episode with anyone, please do share it on social media, throw it in an email, like however you want to share things. If you share on social media, tag me at the Shameless Mom Academy. I love resharing whenever you post your shares, especially in Instagram stories. And if you want to leave a review for the show like Ashley did, I love getting your reviews. I love sharing them. So you can do that if you go to shamelessmom.com slash review. That will drop you into our Apple podcast. It's a little weird and tricky, but you have to scroll down. You'll see where there's stars. You can pick how many stars. I would hope you would rate it a five-star show. And then you can click on the button that says write a review and let me know in a couple sentences how the show has impacted your life. And maybe you will be the next Shameless Mom of the Week. So last little shout out to Ashley. Congrats on Shameless Mom of the Week. And then lastly, if you haven't signed up for the gratitude challenge and you want to get in on that, go to shamelessmom.com slash gratitude. And you can join me on Facebook Live every day this week. You can get all the emails. You can get all the goodies. Just go to shamelessmom.com slash gratitude and it will all be right there. Have a great day and I will see you soon in two more days. We'll be right back here in your ear. Thank you so much for joining me in the Shameless Mom Academy today. I really, really appreciate you being here and I hope you learned something new. As always, this conversation will be continued over in our free private Facebook group. You can join that group by going to shamelessmom.com forward slash Facebook to connect with other shameless moms just like you. Additionally, if this is your first time listening to the show, know that we are here every Monday and Wednesday with a brand new episode. So make sure you subscribe, go to whatever podcast app you use and subscribe to the show so you never miss an episode. You can do that directly if you go to shamelessmom.com forward slash review that will put you in Apple Podcasts where you can click on the subscribe button and you can also leave a review. If you scroll down a little bit, you can leave a five star review. You can write a few sentences letting me know what you thought about the show. If you let me know how the show has impacted you in becoming a more shameless mom, you might be nominated to be shameless mom of the week. Also, please share this episode. My goal is to help more mamas be more shameless every damn day. So please do share this episode. You can take a screenshot of the episode on your phone and then share it out on social media. Tag me at the Shameless Mom Academy on Facebook or Instagram. I'm quick to reply and eager to send you Facebook love and love to be connected to all of you. So again, thank you for being here. I can't wait to be back here again with you in just a couple days. And until then, no matter what you do today, make sure you do it shamelessly.
When it comes to raising kids, there's so much to consider. Things like, what do we feed them? When do we feed them? How do they sleep? What does it look like to raise kind kids? How does their nervous system work? How do I keep myself calm? What are my triggers? There's so much that comes into play, and we are distilling all of that information for you at Voices of Your Village podcast, where we bring experts in the field of early childhood and education and psychology and across the board so that you don't have to comb the internet for information. You get to show up and hang out and have shame-free, judgment-free conversations and insights into what it looks like to raise kind, empathetic, emotionally intelligent humans. I'm Alyssa Blask Campbell. I have a master's degree in early childhood education. I'm a mom of two, and I am walking this journey right alongside you doing this work. Come hang out with me at Voices of Your Village, and we can dive into real conversations with actionable tips.